World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Johnny, I don't know why that is, but I didn't get any music in my background in my ear. Of course, I don't have the headphones in. Well, I didn't hear that. I pre- I assume we're coming across clear here. Morning, folks. Uh, what is this? Uh, this is uh, December 11th, <clears throat> show number, hello, frog in my throat, 2040. 2040. Isn't that amazing? It changed my life. I've told told all of you that a number of times. I was used to be a guy that sat on the couch <clears throat> during the evening and <clears throat> watched Fox News, start at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> Sorry. Watch Bill O'Reilly, then Hannity, and uh, then the next thing I know, it was 11 o'clock, I'd go to bed, and then I'd sleep, get up in the morning. And <clears throat> My whole life changed when I decided I was going to do a morning show. In fact, Mike, Mike Heath's the guy kind of set me up to do it. I said, could you be good at it? So I started just a, just a podcast. Just, I got, we ought to go back, try to find the first one, look at it. There's like six people, six people. Who'd ever thought that it would become what it's become, but. It radically transformed my life, changed everything about me. I go to bed about 9 o'clock. I get up about 5.15, 5.30 and uh, take a nap in the afternoon. Uh, not bad for a 71-year-old. Uh, hey, I want to encourage all of you. Again, I'm going to I'm putting together a weight loss program here for all of us. I'm going to talk to you more and more about that, but we're going to do that at the first of the year. I already began mine, by the way, but it's hard to get everybody to do it <clears throat> during, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, wow. During the holiday season, when there's so much cookies and candies, but I started the exercise program again. I encourage some of you, and we'll do. I'll do a little bit more of a presentation on uh, maybe some supplements and different things like that that I would suggest you take. We're going to knock some pounds off of some of you. Go knock some pounds off of some of you. We're supposed to take care of our temple. And the reality, I was looking at again uh, an old video the other day, and man, oh man, people used to be skinny. You know that? Not everybody was fat. Nobody's fat. I remember a lady I grew up with. Can I say it? Betty Brigner? Betty Brigner, when I was about, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, Betty Brigner would come waddling everywhere she went. She was really, really big. She'd come waddling in. Now everybody's like that. Everybody's like Betty Brigner, right? Sorry, Betty. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, come on, man. Let's take care of our temple. So we're going we're gonna to get that un, unfolded. Hey, I want to, I want to. <clears throat> Uh, who's going to pray the prayer today? I normally wrote that down, but I didn't write that down. Who's who's praying the prayer? Whoever it is, get ready. We'll get it up on the screen. But I want to I want to acknowledge something before I get too deep. This is really this is really pretty touching. I don't know how many of you know that OJ, our old buddy OJ, uh, found his brother dead. Now OJ had uh, OJ and uh, you know checked in on him regularly and. Called him on the phone and been a few days and his brother wasn't returning the phone call. And OJ uh, got in his car and drove, I don't know, maybe an hour. I don't know exactly how far it was. Don't know all the details. And I uh, went over and found his brother um, dead in the house and dead in the house. And uh, how old was he? I don't know. I think 60 something. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Can you imagine how horrible of an experience that would be? Police came out to break in and all that. But uh, I would get to read a his wife in here, tell a story about OJ, because when OJ started watching Coach Dave live, they thought he'd had a stroke. Uh, you guys know what it means? You guys ever run into anybody who's had a stroke and all of a sudden, uh, I mean, they're like a whole new person. They, uh, I remember talking to Dorita one time when they came to town early, years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, maybe. And she she told me the story that all everybody in the family thought OJ had had a stroke because his whole life was about uh, – Kentucky basketball and Kentucky football and sports and fishing and hunting. And then all of a sudden, all OJ wanted to talk about was the culture, looking at YouTube videos. And they thought, really, they thought, they thought maybe he'd had a stroke. 
And OJ's just become one of the most faithful old boys out there that you'd ever, ever know. Uh, just, just faithful. And I want to, I want to read something that was sent to us. And OJ, I hope that this doesn't, this isn't. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this to honor you, OJ, not to embarrass you. But Dorita, Dorita, um, OJ's wife sent this to Michelle. Michelle shared this with me. I'm going to try to read it without without crying. This was from OJ's daughter. Now, again, as you as you find out as we read through this, OJ married Dorita, and Dorita already had a couple children. You know what? So OJ would be a stepfather, right? So here's what his here's what his daughter wrote. My dad. Let me tell you about my dad. He's the most selfless person I know. He's a godly man who raised us to know who our Savior is. That alone is a blessing. Boy, amen on that one. But my dad goes beyond just that one blessing. He married my mom after six weeks of knowing her. My mom was a young divorced mom with a two-year-old and three-month-old. My dad tells everyone that he fell in love with that two-year-old little boy and three-month-old baby girl first. Then he fell in love with my mom. My dad wanted, wanted lots of babies, but my mom put a stop to that after two more little boys came along. My dad worked while my mom stayed home to raise us four babies. My dad, OJ, was and is my hero. He may be a little winded when he gets to talking about God and the history of Christianity and politics, but we love him. My dad lost his dad in 1990. He lost his stepdad in 2020. He lost his mom in 2022. And just yesterday, he lost his brother. I write all this to say my dad is someone very special with a special heart. And he loves with his whole heart. Regardless of any situation, my dad, regardless of any situation, my dad has touched lives of so many people. But most importantly, he fell in love with the two-year-old little boy and a three-month-old baby girl and their mom. I love my dad so big, and I'm so proud to be his one and only daughter. Kara put this on Facebook this morning. OJ said, it's hard to read because of the tears. So, OJ, we honor you, brother. We honor you this morning. Sorry about uh, what what you went through this weekend and what you're facing up ahead and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, buddy, that's a legacy. Amen, OJ. Uh, amen. Amen on OJ. Amen. Yep. Good men. Good men. Good men. OJ just needed plugged in. He just needed to know it was okay to serve the Lord. Get out of his way now. Amen. We love you, OJ and uh, Dorita. Wow. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> I got so much. I got so much. I say that all the time. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to Worthington Kilbourne and speak to the seniors again today. I got an email from uh, the teacher this morning. I said, Coach, they don't know you're coming. It's a return visit. So they, they don't know you're coming. So it's going to be a surprise visit, and I'm excited about it. And I just pray that you guys would, would just pray that touch the hearts, wake up a couple of those kids and understand exactly what's going on, the culture we live in, the society we're in. You know, a lot of times I come away from those things, I'm kind of discouraged because uh, we haven't done a very good job of Psalm uh, 78, passing it on to our children who pass it to their children. In fact, pull that up there real quick, Johnny. You read Psalm 78. I love the Bible. I love the Bible. You know, if there isn't a God and if the Bible is phony, it, it don't matter to me, man. The wisdom in that in that book <laughs> about how you ought to live your life. If there's no heaven to gain, no hell to shun, doesn't matter, man. Just reading that book. And how we ever got to the point where the burdens, the Bible became a burden to people, that, that, that's beyond me. Really, it's beyond me. Give, give ear, oh my people, to my law and incline your ears to the words of my mouth because I'm going to open my mouth in a parable and I'm going to utter dark sayings of old, which we've known, which we've heard and known and our fathers have told us, and we will not hide them from their children, 
showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he had done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Stop right there. How many men fathers out there in particular raise your hands and say, boy, I failed on that one. Whew. Boy, did I fail on that one. A lot of reasons why. Sadly, most of us men in particular, we turned the training of our sons in particular over to the church and over to the school. We went out and worked and earned money and bought things for the family, became a good provider, and left the training of our children to strangers. Amen. We were commanded here that we were supposed to do it. We look around at the condition of America, just point finger at daddy, that the generation to come might know them. Know what? The law. That they would know the law. And even the children which should be born, that they would rise up and declare them to their children. That's one of the greatest blessings in my life is to watch my children teach what I taught them to their children. That's wow. Not, not the bad things. <laughs> not the bad things. Yeah. But the generation come, I know them. Even the children should be born and should arise and declare it to their children. So it's a tag team handoff, this thing called Christianity. It's a tag team handoff. But they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. It's where we are, folks. Huh? We turned back in the day of battle. We kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law, forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown us. Marvelous thing did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. On and on and on. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. I don't know how I got on that, but that's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, that we would that uh, would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. It says that in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. I don't know, John, if you can pull that up real quick. And then there was 400 years of silence. And comes to Matthew, and he says it again. Malachi chapter 4, I think. It, I don't know. Folks, I'm, kind of all, I'm all over the place. Here. Bear with me, all right? Uh, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming in the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Hmm. That's happened, hasn't it? Heart of the fathers of the children. The heart of the children of the fathers. And I wonder as we sit here today on 11th day of January, um, December of 2023, all the broken families, relationships, dads and sons and dads and daughters and moms and daughters not talking to each other, not speaking to each other. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. That's a curse, isn't it? It's a curse. It's a curse. The modern American way is to send somebody else to train your children. Send them to a school teacher, send them to a Sunday school teacher, send them to somebody else. Dad doesn't have time to get involved. And that's again why I say that uh, we have an opportunity to get involved with the next generation. Grandparents, get involved with the grandkids. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll quit bleeding all of you. Hey, Craig, what's going on over in Dubai? What's going on over in Dubai, Craig? Because good things are happening. By the way, it's coming to an end tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, it's coming to an end. What do you got for us, Craig? Well, I sent sent the email to to the producer there. Ah, there we go. Okay, so over the weekend, um, you know, we're coming up to the uh, final phase tomorrow. They're they're supposed to uh, stop it. You know, what's interesting is last year because they couldn't come to agreement, they actually won an extra day or two. <laughs> so let's hope they don't do that this year. But anyways, um, they're you know they had a little problem here. Um, we're trying to eliminate fossil fuels, right, Craig? It's about yeah. global warming. We got to get rid of fossil fuels, oil, yada yada. Where all those rich people over in the Middle East, they say, whoa, Nelly, whoa, Nelly. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, well, uh, equate fossil fuel with fertilizer, equate fertilizer with what you put in your mouth, okay? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, 
the OPEC members, right, last uh, Wednesday, they all got together and they said, uh, hey, let's uh, let's all band together and don't come to any kind of agreement. So uh, everybody's kind of looking after their own uh, interest right here. And uh, the, the French energy uh, minister, uh, she heard about this and this has created another little bit of an uproar. So if you kind of scroll down a little bit there, you can see the 13 members of OPEC that kind of said, hey, we're not we're not going along with this. Uh, this is going to this is going to impact us. You know, it's OK if it impacts you, coach. It's OK if it impacts me, but it's not OK if it impacts my dollar. That's so anyway, um, they uh, they're, they're having this and, and now they're trying to get into this whole last 24, 48 hour deal to come up with something that they can kind of save face with. So this is really just kind of going about that. And it just says, you know, Saudi Saudi Arabia's delegation has reiterated, reiterated their position. Um, they don't they don't want to to be let, let's focus on cutting emissions. Let's make sure your car is another ten thousand dollars more expensive on cutting back CO2 yeah. than yeah. me and my oil. So that's good because we've been praying for what? We've been praying for confusion and all that. And yeah, the, Lord's, the Lord's been answering it. And then, of course, you know, just so everybody knows and that's, uh, you know, wants to sit there and say, wow, how great is living in a Muslim country? Well, guess what? You get your uh, protest censored. Uh, they've been really restrictive on people trying to come against it. So that's really the news uh, for today. And then we'll figure it up tomorrow. See what uh, the Lord provides today. But he's yeah, been faithful. Yeah, we're going to keep after them, baby. They got, they're going on for a couple of days. So we're going to go on for a couple of days. Go ahead and bring the prayer up. Who, who said they were going to read that today? I forget who, who it was. Did anybody volunteer? Did I, am, I, am I missing it? <clears throat> All right. I'll, I'll, read, I'll read, Coach. Okay, Dave, good. Good, man. Lord, folks, be in an attitude of prayer. Remember, the Bible says that wherever two or more are gathered, he's in our midst. So he's here with us, folks. He's here. We're in a we, we're living in a natural world, but we're in a spirit. We're we're connected in the spirit, and we agree. We touch. We're, we're we're holding hands in the spirit. We're doing spiritual warfare here. We're tearing down kingdoms. Oh, we're pulling down imaginations and every high and lofty thing exalts against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what we're doing here. Go ahead, Dave. The crazy occult people twenty eight. Prayer of resistance. James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. Heavenly Father, holy is your name. Thank you for your son, Jesus of Nazareth, who shed his blood, has, whose, whose shed blood has given us redemption. We honor you and we love you. Mm. In Psalms 2, it states, Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. Amen. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger. Yes. And terrifies them in his wrath saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. On November 30th till December 12th, 2023, the peoples and the kings of the earth will be meeting at COP28 in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. In attendance will be, well, not the Pope, King Charles and Bill Gates, one, ones who by their public record distort, disavow, and claim not your son Jesus of Nazareth, rightful authority as king of kings and lord of lords of mankind and creation. The, the assembly with others in Dubai to distort and deny the holy scriptures and intend you and an intent you have for humanity. Through man-made agendas and false narratives about who really controls the climate and holds the world in his mighty hands. Amen. Psalm, Psalm 95, 3 through 5. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods, and his hands are the depths of the earth, and the heights of the mountains are all his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. 
Father, as your ecclesia prayed in unity over the COP27 agenda, which was held in Shaham el-Sheikh, Egypt, in November 22, sewage backups, sewage backups took place, infrastructure problems, logistical disorganization, and at the finale of the conference, a lack of a unified cohesion plan occurred. Amen, Lord. Do it again. We, as your ecclesia, ask the following for COP28 this year, that you bind and confuse the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, bind and confuse the principalities, bind and confuse the authorities, bind and confuse the cosmic powers over this present darkness who are coming against your anointed one. And your ecclesia, by using COP28 and other globalist power structures, United Nations, World Economic Forum, etc., to harm the people through a globalist one-world agenda. Agenda, Father, we ask you to assign your mighty forces over yes, this con- conference to deter, unravel, and bring confusion and blindness to those in authority who have evil intent using false narratives and their leadership positions to implement. We ask, Father, you expose those in authority who are who they are. Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit outpouring amongst the people Amen. in the world that they might that they will wake up to the new world order's evil plans and Amen. rise up against them. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, in advance for being able to bring your our request to you and look for your mighty hand to respond in the days ahead. We ask this in the precious name of our Son, Jesus, of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Amen. So let it be written. So let it be done. So let it be written. So let it be done. Hey, hey, Craig. Yeah, Craig. And maybe, Jonathan, could you copy what I put in there at 707, Job 38, 29 through 33? And, And so people can see it that was in the chat. So we were asking, right, for bind and confuse, correct? Yes. That's what we did. All right. So I was telling you in the pre-show, I said, uh, do you know, Coach, that tonight there's this comet that's going to be passing in front of Beetle Guys, which is the 10th most brightest star in in the skies. And if you talk about it, if you look at it, they, they've been worrying about this thing becoming a supernova, like it's going to blow up and everything. But what's interesting is this is going to happen tonight. COP28 is going to end tomorrow on the 12th, correct? Yes. Right? Okay. So let's just read this. It says, uh, this is from Job chapter 38. And like Job's been asking God all these questions. And then God's like, okay, Job, let's let's sit down and let's have a discussion. All right. And he goes through like, yeah, where were you when I created everything? But when let's go to, this is very important because it talks about what we're, this is where the Lord's anointed this prayer and what we've been doing. This is out of those whose womb came the ice and from the hoary frost to heaven. Hang on, Craig. That's a question mark. That's a question. Because as Craig was saying, uh, God's saying to Joe, where the heck were you, dude, when I was doing this stuff, right? So he's 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 dissing Joe. Go ahead. Start again, Craig. He says, who's gathered it, right? The waters are hid as with a stone and the face of the deep is frozen. Can thou's bind? Now look at the word that it said, bind the sweet influences of Pleiades or loose the bands of Orion. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know where Beetle Guys is, is? And you look up and you see them three stars in a row. That's Orion. <laughs> That's Orion. Tonight, a comet is going to go over like Southern Florida and into certain parts into the Yucatan. And it's going to eclipse... Uh, Beetle guys in the bands of Orion. Signs in the heavens, right? Signs in the heavens. That's like God's kind of affirming what we're doing here. Okay. And then can you bring the Maseroth in season? Okay. Mm -hmm. What, What are we celebrating right now? Well, we, you know, we should. Hanukkah. Okay. When is Hanukkah? Well, in the flood story... It says it rained 40 days and it rained 40 nights. Would that be correct? Yes. 
And I've always said, like, um, sometimes every the calendar lines up just perfectly, the Hebrew calendar and the Gregorian calendar, and that the night of the flood was October 31st into November 1st, correct? Right. That's when the flood came. Now, go from November 1st, Coach, and add 40 days. Where do you come to? Uh, pretty close. December 10th, December yeah. 11th, December 12th. Yeah. So right in the middle of Hanukkah is the story of the flood story. It's right where Jesus in the, is in the midst of the candlesticks. He's the center candlestick of seven. And this is all happening on December 11th, 12th. And yeah. that is... That is a very prophetic thing that's going on in the heavens tonight. Amen. 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 Signs, signs in the heavens. Uh, Craig, uh, you're a valuable asset, man. The stuff you bring up, Mr. Numbers, you're always over it and just gives a deeper understanding what really is going on, right? Wow, 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 wow. Um, I still say we're winning. Still say we are. Uh, I've been, I've, you know, I've been getting some pushback from people, not not so much people in the queue, but, you know, I write things publicly and then people, no, coach, you got it all wrong. It's all doom and gloom. God's done with America, blah, blah, blah. I, I, you know, he could be, he could be. <laughs> God could be done with America. But God's not, not done as long as we're still here, right? And so I, I get, <laughs> people get upset because I, Clay, listen to this. People get upset because I'm optimistic. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Everybody's doom and gloom. I said, no, no, no. The sun's coming up, man. Sun's coming up. There's a lot of good time. And people get mad at me. <laughs> it's craziness, right? It's craziness. And I'm just telling you this. I see the unraveling everywhere you look. And if, we, if we're not smart enough to figure out, it's like if I walk down in my basement here in this multi-million dollar studio, and there's water laying on the floor. Clay, what would you do if you walked down in the basement and there's water laying on the floor? Well, I'd try to find out where it's coming from. And well, I'd from find out where it's coming from. <laughs> would anybody out there do that? I'd find out where it's coming from. And then, Clay, would you let it just keep, once you found that spot, spigot, would you let it just keep running? No. Then I'd get it up and do something about it. I'd go turn that spigot off and I'd clean it up and dry it up, and, right? Why are we doing that in America? What the hell is wrong with us, friends? I see the spigot. I, I could name I could name anybody. Can anybody else out there name a spigot? I'm going to name one. Public education uh, system. Somebody else name a spigot for me. Got any other spigots? Church. Church. Nobody. Come on. Philosophies of men. Rudiments of this world, right? The judicial system. The judicial system, the governmental system in particular, right? Entertainment. Entertainment. Wow. The spigot's on. Shut off the spigot. Well, we can't, Coach, because there's another flood coming. It's what the Bible says is going to happen. We're all going to get all of our feet wet. In fact, it may get clear up even to our knees. And daggone it, I wish somebody would come and spit, uh, some plumber would come and fix that spigot over there, but well, just gonna just gonna get worse. That is, that's our attitude, isn't it, friends? Isn't that our attitude? And how did how did how did we ever get that? And we serve a victorious king, a victorious, glorious, victorious church, the Bible says. I, I I'm I'm telling you, sometimes I feel like uh, I live in a 12th dimension. But I see things that others don't see. And I bring encouragement and they get mad. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. The world's nuts. I got some other stuff I want to show you. Trent's got his hand up. If he's got it up, it's important. Come on in, Trent. Hey, Johnny, get uh, Craig Roberts. Uh, let me get her. Uh, let me. Uh, where, what number? Come on in there, Craig. Or uh, I'm sorry, Trent. Trent. Trent, bring up number two, Johnny. Huh? Trent? No, no Trent. Okay. It's all right. So bring up bring up Lou Rockwell. I, I, how do we get where we are? How do we get where we are? Hey, John, I want you to scroll down to where it starts. It says, uh, but in one sense. But in one sense. Clear on down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But in one sense. This is Paul Craig Roberts. Keep going. 
talking about sin. Keep going. Oh, no, 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 no. How, what the heck? Go back up. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There you go. Keep going. Now we're getting it. Okay, stay right there. But in one sense, I think one more. Go up one more, Johnny. I'm going to read it. But in one sense, it is revealing. The movement is entirely starting. Okay, let's start right down here. Over the course of my life, I've watched the American people, indeed the peoples of the West, abandon civilization and civilized behavior. Today, nothing is important throughout the Western world except money. Even people with money don't care what they look like. People dress like slobs. They behave worse. Four-letter words are common parlance in conversations between men and women. Do you guys remember when you would, anybody besides me remember when you didn't swear if there was a woman around? Anybody remember that? Uh, right? Well, there's no longer such a thing as polite society. Feminism taught women to throw away chastity, to be promiscuous. With chastity went female modesty. Wow, this is so good. When I walk on the beach, females from young girls to grandmothers are sporting their strippers' G-strings. That's right. Bathing suits are G-strings. Yes? Yes or no? Yes. Their entire butts are displayed. The tiny patch in front gets smaller and smaller. Not long ago, I saw a young woman without a top. She had two strips of tape across her nipples. Can anybody say amen? Yeah, I've seen that too, coach. I've seen that. By the way, hey, this picket's on. This picket's on. It wasn't that long ago that feminists were claiming the men had turned women into sex objects. Anybody remember that? Oh, you're just you're just a sex object. Yeah? And then they start wearing band-aids for nipples covers. What nonsense. What man wants his 14, 15, 16, 17, 8-year-old daughter or his wife displaying their nakedness to the public? Clay, would you let your daughter walk out of the house and go to the swimming pool with her crack, with something up her crack and her buttocks exposed? Coach, I got a daughter that won't even speak to me right now because I called her out on it. (laughs) And it's been probably almost two years since I've heard from her. Isn't that something? Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. Remember, I got in trouble a few weeks ago because I was talking about the prom dresses, right? Not long ago, there was a news report that a young woman had offered her virginity for sale on the internet. I've been trying to imagine what my mother and my aunt's reaction would have been to such a report. It's now common for attractive women, naked in provocative poses to advertise online. I'm selling my pussy. Is this a prostitute soliciting customers? What has become of women? How did American girls get turned into harlots? How did that happen, folks? Hey, the spigot's on. That's why the spigot's on over here. But don't worry about it because the Bible says it's going to be that way. It's going to get worse. Men are going to wax worse and worse, right? It's just, Coach, it's just the Bible being led, being lived out, Coach. That's all it is. Boom. Wherever you look, all standards have come down. It wasn't that long ago that American woman would not appear in public or in a department store without being in a suit or a dress with stocking and high heels. Any of you women remember that? Any of you remember when women, what? There's no way, right? Now you can't tell by looking the rich from the poor. The rich dress like poor people. Got holes in their pants. They go to... They go to the store and buy pants, blue jeans, with holes in them. Sin spreads like a contagion when sexual perversion is normalized and when the accumulation of money is the social goal, no matter how it is acquired. The result is that the social resistance to sin and depravity weakens. Today, the government of the Western world cheer on Israel's genocide of Palestinians and Christian evangelical ministers claim that with genocide of the Palestinians, Israel's only taking what God gave them. 
the fact that God dispelled the Jews for their wickedness is left out of the discussion. Wow, this is so sick. For decades, the main function of education in the West has been to demonize the West and to present the West as an exporter of the non-white world. This long-established campaign against the West was intended to destroy the West, not to reform it. The Gentile agnostic liberals and the Zionists led the campaign to discredit and undermine America. The campaign for the destruction of Western civilization has succeeded. Will the neoconservative delusion that Washington is independent of reality and can purchase U.S. hegemony while showing itself to the world as the enabler of Palestine genocide come crashing down? Hey, Johnny, do me a favor. Go to my Facebook page. Pull up my Facebook page. I don't have, have you guys seen these TikTok things I've been on? These little TikTok videos. Just scroll down a minute, Johnny. Because every once in a while, these, well, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'll find one. All of a sudden, these TikTok videos are up of these girls without any clothes on. Young girls. Is anybody getting those things but me? Anybody seeing them but me? And they just, they just pop up. They're, they're, what are they called, John, when you make those things for me? What are those things called? Reels. What reels? Yeah, reels, reels, reels. Well, you can't find it on my Facebook page. Maybe you can just find it on Facebook. But the reels and reels and reels and reels and reels of young girls dressed with hardly any clothes on. It's um, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable where we are. Say, Coach, you're a prude. I know I am. I know I am. Lorianne, come on in here. Oh, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. I got someplace else I'm going. I'm all over the place. Go ahead, Lorianne. Um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to pray for women because this breaks my heart and I can't, I know how much it breaks God's. Okay, Lauren, you remember right when women did not want to be seen as sex objects. Remember that, don't you? Yeah, I did. And that's all the media is now. And then what happened is, is I remember what broke my heart about my dad was when I saw all the girl, they were called girly magazines, right? Because you had Playboy and then you had Hustler. And, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and yeah. And I, I remember wearing little those eggs, you know, with the legs, you know, pantyhose, you know, and um, and my daughter, she doesn't wear anything lower than her collarbone. She wears a one piece bathing suit. It's a Speedo, like a regular, you know, um, and she's very she's ext- she's modest and she tells everyone that she is, you know. And it's, it breaks my heart because of what culture has done and it's, it, and just, just culture and Hollywood and media have done is they've prostituted women that you have to be, if you're, if you're my age, 61, you're supposed to look like a 16 year old. If you're, you know, you know, and then, and then they demasculinize men and there's no dads in the home. There's no dads to say, I want to protect you from whatever this is. No, we don't, you know, honey, you're, I love you. You're so beautiful. I don't want anyone to see it. They're, they're devalued. They're devalued at home when their dad walks out and rejects them. They're devalued with every man that can't man up and say, Hey, you know what? I, and value a woman, you know, so that when they enter into the next phase of their relationship, which is supposed to be marriage that, Hey, I don't want to defile myself and I don't want to defile you. And I want to protect you. And women don't know what it's like to be protected and to be held like, like that you're valuable. And every woman's cry of her heart is to be valued. Amen. She doesn't know how to be valued and the culture's telling them that it's all about your body. Show your nipples, right? Show the crack of your ass, right? That's right. Well, and then there, and then how are you supposed to see God? If God is supposed to be a father and an all loving father, and you have a father who's rejected you, who sold you, who won't show up, who doesn't want to be there. And then when you get divorced, okay, well now I'm devalued because you're mad at my mom. So you, now you make it about me. And you make it about my brother, or you make it about my sister. And now, now the divorce is about us. And because you don't want to help us, like you don't want to pay for my medical bills because you're mad at my mom. You're, you know, and, and it's just, it's just such a sick cycle. That's it breaks the Lord's heart. And how is he supposed to be a father to the fatherless when the fathers here that are supposed that are in the church are just as bad as the, as the fathers who aren't in the church. Amen. 
Amen. So, Lord, we come before you in Jesus' name on behalf of your daughters that you, you will change the lens in how women are perceived and you will bring back their value. They're not slaves. They're not prostitutes. They are precious in your sight. You call us your daughters. Women are bleeding out. We need your help to stop the bleeding. You heal the brokenhearted and you bind up our wounds. And we need you to do that. Women generationally 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 year old, 10 year old little girls are being sold to be brides to old men who are in their, don't be offended, but, but in their forties and fifties, there's no reason a 40 or 50 year old man or a 30 year old man, grown man should be marrying a little girl. So Lord God, protect your little girls. And we look forward to what you're going to do and how these prayers change the lens and how women see, because women are going to start rising up and saying, you are valued, you matter, we love you. And so will the men say, I value you. You you matter to me because we matter to you, the Lord God Almighty, where it comes down from heaven into earth because the Holy Spirit's power changes lives and reveals the truth. And it re- not just your sin, but the truth of that you have value because you were created in your mother's womb and you have value because God created you and knitted you together. We thank you for this Holy Spirit and what you're going to do and how your Holy Spirit's going to fall down. And Abba, the name that is above all names that Jesus said is holy is Father. We bring these prayers to you in the courts of heaven and dispatch your angels according to how you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, hey, Clay, hold the, hold the line. Hey, dads out there, hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. Because we have to realize that we are right now uh, swimming upstream. But I say the same thing over and over. Sun's coming up. We've got to hold the line. We have to demand righteousness. We have to, uh, we have to demand people in our, under our purview live by godly standards. We have to do that. We have to hold the line. So I don't care what the, I don't care what the guy down the street does. We don't do that. We don't do that. We're Dobbin Myers. Dobbin Myers don't do that. Roger. Well, there's so much to say on this topic. One is, I think, I think I can speak for myself and maybe other men, but the attractiveness of a woman, and you know, there's a lot of women on this show, so I'll be careful. So much of it is in the mind. It's not in the physical. Yeah. So when you expose your entire body in a bathing suit, I, they think they're being attractive, but to me, they don't understand what goes on in a, a man's mind. So much of what goes on in a man's mind as it relates to man and woman, to me, is, is psychological. It's in the mind. So when you expose it all, you think you're being attractive but I think there's something about not exposing it that is enticing to a man, if that makes sense, Dave. Yes, it does. Um, yes. I think of, and then I, the next thing is prom dresses. I think we all as grandparents should approach our grandchildren and say, listen, I know that prom dress is a little expensive. I'll pay for it. You help, let me help. <laughs> let, me help pick it out. let me help pick it out. It's a couple yep. hundred bucks. Grandpa will take care of that. But why don't you and I pick it out together? And I want to explain to you why mine is a little bit more, a little better than yours. Amen. Um, Amen. And then the other topic. Now, this is a little more challenging, and I've got to be careful. <clears throat> you take you hit one of those back. Mute yourself, Dan. Okay. Is the area of of rape? You know, I I understand. I want to be careful. I don't know, but there's a tremendous amount of emphasis on that. It is a control mechanism for a man. That a man. Is is part of the whole rape culture is control domination. There's got to be something in there that I've not heard about, but I think it is how women dress. Now, when you go down that road, it's a dangerous road because then they come back at you. And but when you dress provocative, the average 18-year-old boy starts thinking about one thing, and it's not control and it's not domination. That's right. It's something else. Now I say that with all hesitation because I'm no expert. However, 
that kind of makes sense to me. When you throw the steak on the table, Roger, you can't be surprised that people want to eat it. Is that right? That's that's kind of my thinking. But again, yes. most of us will get lambasted that that has nothing to do with care. that. I don't care. But I I think I think it has to to some extent. But grandmas and grandpas buy those prom dresses. Amen. Amen. Stand up. Hey, let your granddaughters, let your daughters know when they're dressed modestly that you appreciate it. That you appreciate it. Rather than I'll just I'll just go on Facebook and look what look what. Our, look what our young girls are being bombarded with. And men, oh my goodness, my goodness. Hey, hey, say, here's some ice cream, but you can't lick it. You can't have any of it. That come and get me look. Come and get me. Here it is. Come and get it. Thanks, Susie. Amen. Myra, come on in then, Angie. Yes, Coach. Thank you. We are definitely winning. It is written. Proverbs 11, 9 through 11. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. When he goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, city is exalted, but is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Hallelujah. Leave that right there. Wow. Wow. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there's cheering. Hey, Clay, it's cheering when the wicked perish. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. But it is overthrown when people begin to worship Taylor, whatever her name is. Right? Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Angie. So I just want to give you a little hope. So my daughter had her first ball that she went to this past November. Um, and it was uh, a homeschooling ball. It was a Celtic ball up in Columbus that they had in downtown Columbus. And their dress requirements were you know, modest and appropriate dress for the gals. They couldn't be, they had to be like mid calf, not, you know, knee high or above or anything like that. No slits, no cleavage, none of that. But let me tell you something as a mom trying to find a dress for her 15 year old daughter in this world. It was really hard trying to find something that matched the modest requirements of the, of the Celtic ball. And so we spent almost two weeks and countless amounts of hours and dozens of stores running around trying to find the perfect dress that would complement her, but would also be modest and um, girly and that kind of stuff. We did finally find one and she looked beautiful in it, but it was so refreshing coach to see Mm. 200 kids at this Celtic ball, homeschool kids, all dressed appropriately uh, um, just having a great time as a group, you know, they really weren't paired off in couples or dates or anything like that. They just went as homeschool groups and it was just extremely refreshing. So it gives you hope for the future. It sure does, Angie. And I, folks, when we, uh, when the, when the pill came around and there was no longer any risk of getting pregnant, that's when the sexual revolution launched. JR, come on in. I was there. <laughs> I saw I was, it happen. Yes, I sir. was urging it on, Coach. Yeah, yeah. The pill was Nirvana. It was it was incredible. It was hey, I just want to, remind, I want to remind folks uh, when we show up, we win. Uh, superintendent of Big Walnut Schools here in Ohio. Go to the LibertyActionNetwork.com. Go to upcoming events, and please, please, please call, email, and if you can show up at this school board meeting this coming Thursday. We want to, we want to take the gay flags off the walls, folks. Well, Jr. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Jr. Yep. I was going to give, I was going to give a lot of attention to this. I didn't think this was ready to go yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I think it's enough to start, but yeah. Give some, give some focus, focus to it. And folks, here's a plan that I have. <clears throat> Tell me what you think or think about this. I think that uh, we ought to show up at the school board meeting with various kinds of flags that we want posted. 
we can't we see we we can't just say uh no uh no gay flag they're going to fight and fight and fight put the gay flag okay yeah. so i want the christian flag i want the appeal to heaven flag I want the Lutheran flag. I want to fly the Ohio State Buckeye. I want just all these to, to show the absurdity of exactly what it is that they were doing. So when we show up at the meeting, uh, this is a plan I'm trying to develop. Okay. Show, show up with a flag, baby. Show up with a natural family flag. We want this posted. Hey, we want this posted. We want the rebel flag posted. We want that. Overwhelm them, folks. Overwhelm them. That's what we need to do rather than allow them once again to say, oh, you bunch of bigots. You're just a bunch of bigots. You hateful bigots. Oh, no, no, no. No, we're not hateful. We want the Christian flag flying in here. We want the appeal to heaven flag. That's how I think we win. Jeff, come on in. I told JR I got about, I think I have a half a dozen appeal to heaven flags. I'll bring them, just pass them out. But Jeff, but Jeff, I think people ought to bring their own, whatever that flag would bring, bring your Masonic flag, bring whatever flag. It doesn't yeah. matter. Because no matter whatever flag you would bring, it represents some minority group. And let's yep. make a point of what it is we're trying Great to do. Great idea. Great idea. Yep. And then bring the bring the Ten Commandment flag. So can we get this one? Can we get this one posted in here too? We got we we got to become more creative and aggressive in what we're doing. Go ahead, Jeff. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was it. Just many okay. flags out there. It'd be great. Okay, so JR, let's get this ready. Let's let's get this ready and we're gonna do this. Clay, come on in. Well, if we're still on the subject of women and uh, dressing, uh, I, I agree with Roger. And uh, to me, to me, uh, visual display of your butt cheeks or your cleavage and all that kind of stuff, it, that's a form of sex, in my opinion. That That's sexual. And anything that's uh, sexual, I personally want my wife to uh, save that for me only, you know, I don't, I don't want to share anything sexual with other people. Amen. And so, you know, even as a young man, uh, when I was uh, on the football team and playing sports and all this kind of stuff, uh, I was, that's how I, I met my wife is because I was going around dating cheerleaders and other people. And I found out that all, you know, most of them were what I considered to be sluts. So I started looking for uh, somebody that wasn't a slut and going around dressing all sexual all the time and acting sexual. And then that's how I met my wife and ended up with her. And I don't, I don't get it when, when uh, men want to go out and find somebody that's displaying their self like that and acting like that to almost everybody. And then you want to, you want to, what, what's the good in that? You get married to them so you can pay their bills, but everybody else gets 90% of everything else sexual about them? No, no I'm, I'm with you, man. It's, so, again, it's the same thing. We didn't draw the line where we should have drawn the line. And there, can I, well, I get something else, I'll get it. I don't have half time. Uh, come on in, Mark. Yeah, Coach, this thing with the flags, this is like something that could trip up the courts. What if one person had a Christian flag and an LGBT flag, or one person had a Mason flag, or one person had a Catholic flag and a, you know what I mean? What are they yeah. going to accuse that person of? If he's representing two beliefs showing the absurdity of their argument, what if a group did more than one flag? The groups consolidated doing different ideology flags. It proves the ineffectiveness and the pointlessness of their battle. You know, the court can't divide a person's belief in a person inside of a person. That's right. They can't prosecute both as wrong. This is an interesting way of looking at it, Coach. Just yeah, thought so I'd Mark, mention it. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think it's a I think it's a great way to do it, right? Now I'm I'm reading something right here, real quickly. Yeah. I only got six minutes. Jonathan, pull up uh uh <laughs> daggone it. Uh, number two, no, number seven, number seven, number seven. This, I was going to take more time to share this with you because this is the, this is at the heart of it and scroll down, Johnny, hang on. I got so many things popped open. Uh, scroll down to where you see Elon Musk's picture. Scroll down. Maybe you're not going to see that. Okay. Keep going. This talks about the tranny movement. Keep going, Johnny. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. 
Boy, how, how's that happen? You get down there so fast. Okay, hang on. Okay, stay there, stay there. This is, <laughs> but in one sense, keep going, John. I don't know why this thing jumps like this so much. Talk about transgenderism, okay? Keep going, keep going right there, right there. No, back up a little bit. Oh, this is awful. I'm sorry. Right there. In the late 80s, a group of academics, including Judith Butler, Gail Rubin, yada, 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 established the disciplines of queer theory and transgender studies. Four women created this thing. These academics believe gender to be a social construct used to oppress racial, sexual minorities. And they denounced their traditional categories of man and woman, false binary. This is the devil, folks. The system is called heteronormativity, that white male heterosexual power structure. This was about destroying the white male power structure, okay? While normal reactions, repulsive, talking about trannies now, repulsive, outrageous, disgusting, abhorrent, megalomanic, psychopathic, narcissistic, egomanic, are understandable. Rufo, who wrote the argument, says, the four academics came up with queer theory and transgender studies because they carried this big chip of resentment and hostility towards the male system, right, folks? It's what it's all about. It's what it's all about, destroying the the, uh, uh, the paternal system, the male system. Scroll down a little bit more. Scroll down a little bit more, John. I'm sorry. Why? Why? Keep going. Keep going. Dang uh, on it. I'm going to get this ready for tomorrow, okay? See, on, my, on mine, I could just scroll down. Johnny's, it pops up a little bit different. I only have four minutes left. See, we cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices. We cannot be. Why do the truth? Yeah, I'm reading this right here. So, you, sit down a minute. Are you ready? You ready for this? Oh, Lord, help me. There are 300 million, 300, here it is. Listen. Four academics armed with them. Four women started queer theory. And today... There are 330 million people in America. 330 million people. Yeah, thanks, John. No report, study, or poll has proven a majority of those millions believe this is all a really swell idea. And maybe therein lies the problem. It's the math. Among 330 million people, 1%, if it was 1% of them, that would be 3 million. Right? And so it looks like it's so many because there's a mill. No, it's not even 1%. And they're trying to bring this ideology and stick it on our, our classroom walls and in our schools and program it to your children. And who's behind it? Who's behind it? Oh my goodness. Bloomberg, Buffett, Gates, Zuckerberg, Bezos. Their combined wealth exceeds 500 billion. They're the ones that are doing it. The Luciferians are the ones that are doing it. This is part of this cultural war that we find ourselves in. And what's going on? That 1%, because they have so much money, is convincing everybody else that we have to give special attention to 1%. So no one is perfect. So there must be some pretty warped people somewhere in this group. Considering the personalities above, do you see normal, benevolent, kind, charitable? Do you think a malevolent individual with unimaginable wealth might be positioned to put into effect the evil designs he wishes to impose on everyone else? <laughs> That's what I'm saying here. Pass assault ministry. We tried to sell hats to fight back, and they got George Soros dumping all this money into it, right? Look what Soros has done at number 92, the poultry. George Soros, say, I didn't get to all this. George Soros only has a paltry 8.6 million. He's 92nd on the list of wealthiest people with 8.6 million. And what are they doing with their money? I go back to where I started. No, I didn't start there. I'm sorry. I'm so all over the place this morning. Christians give money to churches. The devil's kids give money to causes. Boom. We'll say that again. Amen. Christians give money to their church for smoke machines and parking lots and padded pews. And the forces of darkness are giving money to causes. And they're eating our lunch. Because we've been told in our churches that we're not to get involved in politics. 
See you tomorrow.